Welcome to another episode of the Chill by Net podcast. This podcast is created for those who are passionate about their personal development, health, and well-being. This is a platform for you to come chill by my personal stories and weekly tips in becoming a better version of ourselves and to live a better present. But first, let's chill. My name is Jeanette. Welcome back. So a few days ago, I just got tested positive for COVID-19 and that's why my voice is a little, you know, unusual. And that's also the reason why um, this episode took a bit longer than usual. If I knew that I was going to get COVID, I would have recorded this episode probably one to two weeks back. It's been day six since I got tested positive. I would say that my symptoms are still considered mild, so I'm quite thankful for that. Yeah, so pardon me if I sound really unusual in this episode, because I think my voice is still, yeah, kind of different. I'm still recovering, but that said, I have been recovering well. I mean, well enough to actually record this episode, right? Alright, so welcome back, and today's topic is how can we be a fairer partner to the universe. So you know how sometimes we can be giving to our friends, colleagues, family, which are all arguably part of the self-construct, right? Because sometimes we just see our friends and families as part of us, right? But have we paused and have we stopped to consider, you know, how are we giving back to our larger universe, right? How are we investing in our universe? So what I mean is, you know, how are we giving love to something larger than ourselves? And if we are not, do we also find ourselves sitting down, waiting for things to happen to us and thinking, why is it not happening, right? And if you are able to resonate, why not also start thinking about how can you start to be a fairer partner to the universe? So in this episode, I would like to invite you to consider how are we being a fair partner to the universe and how can we be a better ally to the universe and the world around us, which includes strangers, acquaintances, and perhaps people in our community? And throughout my own journey, I have learned three things about partnering with the universe. And hopefully, after listening to this episode, you can also garner courage to partner up with the universe too, whatever that may look like for you. So I just want to talk a little bit more about my journey as I reflected all that had happened after exactly one year I started this venture. It's been a year since I released my first podcast episode. I remembered I released it on 5th May last year. So as you know, when I first released, I didn't talk much about where it would take me, but I only knew that, you know, deep down it felt right, even though there were many opposing voices. And I realized that the decision to start something is always just the first step. You know, I mean, it can sometimes be one of the biggest steps for some of us. And if you are questioning, oh no, is this the right path? Is this the wrong path? Am I doing this right? You know, honestly, nobody has any answers to this, not even yourself, right? And I stopped asking myself these questions. I stopped asking myself whether or not I'm on the right path. You know, what if this doesn't turn out right? What if that doesn't turn out right, right? Because trying to answer all these questions, I realize is very energy wasting, very energy draining as well. 
But I have to say that it is very normal to have all these questions and self-doubt, especially when, you know, it's your first time doing this and it's your first time dipping your toes into the unknown. And I would say that that was basically me for a very, very long time. And not saying that I don't try to take responsibilities for my actions now. I don't contemplate about my decisions hard enough now, but... All I'm saying is, you know, sometimes we just need to let ourselves be more comfortable with uncertainty and perhaps just trust the universe more, right? Yeah, maybe you can say that this is some sort of spiritual way of looking at things, but I would say that, you know, spiritual or not is whatever that works for us, right? Whatever that, you know, is able to get us functioning at the most optimal state. You know, there were many, many times in my journey that I really felt really fearful. I was really scared and doubtful. But I really felt that what kept me going was, you know, I kind of partner up with the universe and I'm going to really unpack what I mean in this episode. So I'm going to speak about three ways we can actually partner up with the universe. So lesson number one is to really understand how the universe works. So the lesson here is, every loss is a form of gain, and that things are constantly in exchange. So it's been one year, right? But when I recall back, you know, a year ago, I actually suffered from a very severe skin pandemic, as you guys know. More accurately speaking, you know, it was more of a loss for me, right? A loss of identity, because I'm someone who really, really places a lot of emphasis on my skin and it's something that really forms a part of my identity because of how you know people used to tell me hey Jeanette you really have good skin and when they are looking for skincare advice you know I'm usually the person that will be the one there to provide them with those advice right so having good skin has really been part of my identity right a really big one I would say and not only that it was a loss of confidence and self-esteem as well Right, and that was arguably also the main trigger of how this whole venture started. Yeah, you might think something as small as a skin trauma can cause, like, you know, such a big change in my life. Yeah, because ultimately it is something that I value. So, what you value can be a very different thing from your friend, right, or your family members. And ultimately, it's losing the thing that means the most to you that you attach your own identity to. For others, it may be their financial stability, you know, their need for power or their need for control or even harmony, right? But, you know, for me, I think beauty was something that I really associated with my uniqueness as well as my identity. And that's why it really means a lot to me. And I would say that, you know, it's oftentimes losing these things that you value so much that has, you know, a potential to cause you know, certain form of devastation, um, even going into depression and, you know, just a different state of mind, right? And whatever this thing is, it's very different from person to person. So it's really very, very difficult to actually comprehend sometimes when a loss can, you know, how a loss can mean so much to someone when maybe from a third person's perspective, you don't feel that you know, it warrants such a big reaction or an emotional um, reaction. A year and a half ago, I wouldn't be able to see how much my skin would have recovered today, right? I mean, to some extent, I was there and how I see it was, you know, 
it was a permanent state, right? And, you know, I'm a different person and it feels like a very big part of my identity is lost. And now looking back, I just saw it as a very natural part of the process, right? And I think we do need to give ourselves time to feel everything before we can even accept the loss, right? Accepting the loss sometimes comes a few years later or maybe a few months later, right, for my case. So I started seeing that in life, you know, that all our losses will eventually come back to us in some ways. And there's really no real loss, right? Whenever we lose something, it's just the universe way of rearranging things. So if you think about it, you know, whenever we are losing comfort, right, we are gaining growth, right? Whenever we put ourselves through pain, we are in fact gaining strength, right? Whenever a bad thing happens to us, we gain self-reflection and growth, right? Whenever we lose our sense of self, in my case, we find our sense of self and sometimes we even come to redefine our sense of self to something that resonates even closer to us. Right? When we lose a partner or someone in our lives, our universe has a way of giving back to us something greater, right? be it a sense of purpose, a certain kind of revelation. It can even teach us how do we want to spend the remaining days of our lives. Right? I mean, you get it. You, know, you get where I'm driving at. So if you start to see this pattern, doesn't this give you courage? I'm still in my journey, but I'm just really seeing more of these patterns unfolding and that's why I just really wanted to make a point here, right? You know, if I make a mistake, but if that mistake can be shared to teach another person, then that mistake itself is a gain for me. It's not a loss, right? So do you see that, you know, our universe has a very, very powerful way of rearranging things. You know, I come to see that nothing gets truly lost because when we look back at every loss, it is in fact a gain. If I make a spelling error on one of my TikTok videos title, which I did, you know, I got really frustrated because the thing about TikTok is you can't edit your stuff after you have posted it, right? So at a point in time, I was really tired and I told myself I need to recheck and check again because I know that I'm tired and I'm bound to make mistakes, right? But when I checked and rechecked, I still made a mistake and I made a spelling error on the title. And that was when I realized that I could make a gain out of it, right? I decided to use that failure to actually showcase to others that, hey, even though we try our best, we can still make mistakes sometimes. And this is an act of, you know, kind of converting a loss to a gain, which I didn't saw it that way at that point, right? And it was the same for my skin pandemic as well. I didn't see it you know, as a gain in any way at a point in time. It's very, very difficult when we are experiencing a loss to tell ourselves that, you know, we will eventually gain something out of it. You know, it's just cycle to do that, right? So it wasn't until later on that, you know, I saw it as a gain, right? And this taught me that, you know, it's a very powerful thing in a way because it gives me another way to look at things. You know, that every failure Every loss that we come to face is actually a gain, right? And looking at things this way is really powerful because we come to fear less, right? We do not need to fear as much and we can have more trust and faith in the universe. So the lesson here is really 
if we look harder, there's always something that we can gain in a perceived loss. And the trick is to look hard for these gains instead because it may not be very obvious sometimes, right? Which I'll talk about in another lesson later. And up to this point, you know, it may all sound really fluffy and spiritual, right? But you know what? It's really not that spiritual after all, right? Why am I saying all these things, right? It's really to instill certain optimism and hope, right? Because what I've learned in my positive psychology is, you know, all this um, way of looking at things, the way we shift our perspectives and look at things in a different way is all part of instilling hope and optimism, which is a very powerful tool in preventing negative states. And how well one can function has a lot to do with you know, how positive we can be, right? All these positive emotions that we can come to create for ourselves, you know, through optimism and hope, and sometimes through a shift in our perspective, is likely to serve as a buffer against depression and many other psychological problems. And this is part of my research that I've done, right? So research have shown that, you know, resilient people use positive emotions to rebound from stress. They find positive meaning in stressful and difficult encounters. So, you know, including things like writing a gratitude journal, reciting affirmations to ourselves, you know, some people might think that, you know, these are all really fluffy and spiritual and all of that, right? Well, they may be, but what is the science behind, you know, doing all these things, right? Why do people find that it really helps, right? It's because... All these things helps to create positive emotions. It also helps us to see things from different perspectives. It trains the flexibility of the mind, right? So that when we are in stressful encounters, when we are in a difficult situation, it helps us to find more positive meaning. It helps us to buffer against depression, which we all can fall into. So research have also shown that it is sometimes the lack of positive emotions and pleasure that you know, actually leads to depression. And therefore, you know, while it is very important for us to, you know, look into our negative beliefs, you know, think about how we can, you know, recognize our fears and all of that, sometimes it is also as important to instill positivity, optimism, hope and resilience in ourselves and how to do that, right? How to do that is to so there are many ways to do that, but I think one way is to sometimes try to find patterns that we can see in our daily lives and try to kind of just, you know, see things in another perspective. So for instance, coming to see our losses as some form of gain can be a way for us to instill optimism and hope in ourselves, right? And of course, there are many other ways to do it as well. Alright, so lesson number two is to learn how to speak the language of the universe. I came out with this title myself. So what do I mean by speaking the language of the universe? I've come to learn that one of them is really to act out of more love and less fear. And I spoke about this throughout my podcast a few times, but what do I exactly mean by acting out of more love, right? So think about it. When you love someone, what do you do? I think when we love someone or when I love someone, I think I intuitively want to give, right? 
I want to sacrifice and give a part of myself without asking in return, right? Because I gain joy, I gain happiness from doing that, right? So likewise, you know, if I have to conceptualize what it means by acting out of more love, I would think that it is really about giving, right? It's about giving without asking for return. And this requires conscious effort and maybe also acting out of more courage, right? And I think acting out of love is sometimes a very uncomfortable thing because, again, there's a lot to lose sometimes. In our society, we are all very conditioned to not lose. And the idea of losing is weak. The idea of losing is bad, right? When you treat a friend to a meal, you're losing money, right? And some people might feel very uncomfortable with that. Or if you um, spend three days helping a friend with a project, you're losing your time. And you might be feeling very uncomfortable with that, right? Because you're losing a part of your possession. You're losing a part of yourself, right? But this acting out of love is when we are able to detach ourselves from this conditioning, you know, which are all very fear-based, right? Fear-based because we are all scared of losing. We are all scared of losing our possessions, we are scared of losing our time, our money, our stability, and all of that, right? So acting out of love requires some courage as well. And it's about giving something that is important to you without asking anything in return. I think that is love. And I'm encouraging us to act out of love more, right? Not to say completely every second we have to act out of love, but on the average, over a lifetime, you know, make our actions out of more love instead, right? And the opposite of love to me is everything that is not love, right? And one of them is fear. Fear is when we choose to play it safe and stay in our comfort, right? Which is what most of us, including myself, we are all very conditioned to, right? And when we do that, you know, we won't be receiving anything extra from the universe. Right? Because we ourselves, we choose to play it safe. So when we choose to play it safe, right, we don't fully embrace the universe with love and we don't fully embrace all of what the universe has to offer to us. And in return, naturally, we won't be receiving the best from the universe as well. Right? So when we realize that we are acting out of love, right, actually lesson one will be very apparent. We are going to lose things. We are going to lose our comfort right? We might lose our stability, we might lose our trust from our family, we might lose ourselves for a while, right? We might lose so, so many things, but remember that the more we lose, and arguably that is when the more we act out of love, the more we will gain at the end of the day in the long run. And the opposite side of fear is usually the best of us and our fullest potential. You know, chill by net was the very thing that I don't think in terms of gaining something in return when I give. It was really born out of love, right? And that was actually in a way you can see as true love, right? And I just hope that when I use my time, my words, and things that I'm good at, you know, and my gift of verbalizing and processing emotions at a deep level, which I've come to learn throughout my journey, I hope that, you know, I can make an impact in one way or another. And that is the act of giving generously, right? And what amazes me is, you know, the more I'm doing this, you know, the more life rewards me back with more abundance. And for me, it's about turning my losses into my writing for it to impact others. 
so others can gain, but at the same time, I felt that I gained the most from it because through that, I heal. I heal from my losses. I heal from my pain, right? The trauma, the emotions, all of that gets reduced as I share, as I talk through them, as I put them down to words. And also in this scenario, I would say building a community and having people who resonated with my words, my podcast, my episodes, is a form of gain as well for me, right? And to be able to do what I love, it's a big, big gain. And, you know, from what I see, gaining doesn't have to come in a certain way. It doesn't have to be in the form of grand achievements. It doesn't have to be in the form of monetary sense, right? Which all of us are all very used to conceptualizing gain in a certain way, right? But gain can come in so many different ways, right? And when you act from a place of love, the gains will come to you in a way that resonates the most with you. And, you know, I think it's also about making this habit of, you know, acting out of love a habit of ours, right? And that means willing to just keep getting uncomfortable because if we are not used to speaking the language of the universe, it can get very, very uncomfortable at first, right? But as we get used to it, as we act out of more love rather than fear, I think it sort of becomes a second nature to us. And I can attest to this because... I find that it gets easier and easier, you know, like a muscle memory. Lesson number three is to watch out for signs. So as part of this journey, you know, I had the opportunity to now work as a wellness writer for a company. And the coolest thing about this is, you know, I get to attend an Enneagram workshop. So Enneagram is a personality profiling tool, which is something that I've been really fascinated by since my university days. I've never really formally studied about it, you know, but I've been doing a lot of my own research on it just because it really fascinates me. So part of my requirement is, you know, I was asked to attend this workshop because I had to write an article for um, the Enneagram Academy. So I actually attended the workshop um, as part of my job requirements. I had to write, you know, a marketing article for them. So I attended the workshop and, you know, after the two-day workshop, the instructor actually came up to me and she asked me if, you know, I'm keen to be an Enneagram coach because she said she saw a lot of potential in me and she also told me that, you know, what I shared during class was really on point and it was really a gift of mine, right? And when I heard it, my whole body just, you know, shivered and I knew at an instance that you know I was so sure that I was on the right path I mean you know it was some form of external validation right there but I guess it kind of also further reinforced my belief of what I perceived I'm being called to do in this life and I think that you know these signs are often part of our gains as well right so it was really a very magical two days at a workshop and it was magical because I just felt that yeah, it was really a gain from my point of view, you know, even though it's not in a very concrete way, but I just see it as, you know, messages from the universe telling me that, you know, I'm on my right path and just keep going. And that also led me to think that, you know, sometimes, you know, where we are right now is just where we are supposed to be, right? And sometimes we just have to look hard enough for science and we will find it, right? So in summary, if I were to put the three points together, it is about understanding how the universe works, that every loss is a form of gain, right? 
and it's about speaking the language of the universe, which is to act out of more love. And lastly, is to watch out for signs of gains. Yeah, and that is what I've gathered from my one-year journey of building up Chew by Net. So, you know, after almost one year into studying Chew by Net, I come to see that at the heart of Chew by Net, it's really to give, to give love, give empowerment, and give to whom, right? I think it's like somewhat giving to the universe, it's giving to something larger than myself. So if I really were to be honest with myself, maybe I didn't start off with this intention. You know, maybe it started off with a need to be special, to showcase my authenticity, my individuality, you know, for me to self-express. Maybe I was doing it all for myself, right? And because I do gain satisfaction from that, right? And if you ask me what is at the heart of Chill by Net a year ago, maybe my answer would be different, right? Maybe my answer would be to be unique, to be authentic. But I think one year after going into the journey, I felt that more than that, I also got fulfillment from shedding light into the lives of others, helping others, relating to others with their struggles, helping others to conceptualize experience. And I come to see that this was my gift, the ability to help others through my ability to understand emotions at a deep level and delivering my unique lens of making sense of the world to others in a unique way. And in that delivery of the content across, it fulfills a creative part of me and I would say my need to be special as well, right? And maybe the motivation initially was really all of that, right? To be special, to be validated for my authenticity. And I don't deny that, right? And the need is still there. But ultimately, I think that's what I'm driven by, right? Which I talked about in episode 13. And perhaps now, I come to see that, you know, it doesn't have to be one or another, right? It can be both driven by a need to live up to my fullest potential, you know, in a way that is very self-driven and selfish. But at the same time, I'm also driven to impact others, right? And maybe it isn't that much of a coincidence that these two ideas coincide because I feel that when we live out to our fullest potential, we are inevitably already using the best of ourselves to contribute back to the world, right? And without others, none of us can even find our purpose. None of us can use our gifts. Our gifts will mean nothing, right? So another thing that I've learned about being a partner to the universe is that we need to look beyond ourselves, you know, the concept of interconnectedness. I would think this is lesson number four. I start to see that there's something larger than the self. And for me, it was really a breakthrough, right? I started seeing the component of others. I'm starting to see that it is only the presence of others that helps to complete the equation in order for us to use our gifts. And this was the thought that actually sparked the motivation behind this entire episode. Because if you are also looking to find your purpose, you got to first understand what is it that excites you the most, right? And just be as self-driven as possible first. Just be as selfish and as self-driven as possible first. Because you have to find what is it inside that gives you the light, what is it internally that drives you, that makes you feel happy, that you don't mind doing for the rest of your life before you can actually use that to impact people in the long run in a sustainable way, right? So it's really all about partnering with the universe with all the above I've shared and that means giving to something larger than yourself. And why even partner with the universe, right? I think 
the partnership of the universe is like a win-win, right? When you manage to partner with the universe, the universe will in turn partner with you to create this win-win situation. It will gift you back with abundance, with love that fuels your life as well. And I think the point is, it's never a linear journey, right? You know, even if you need to work as a part-time, right? Clear tables for a short period to support yourself as you dip your toes into your dream, right? Be courageous about that, right? Be courageous about the next step in front of you, even though there's a lot for you to lose, right? You might have to get uncomfortable. I would say just do it because I promise that, you know, you will gain something that you might not come to really see it yet, right? But the more powerful way of seeing things is not what you gain, right? It's how you can give without asking for return first, which is the entire point of this episode is to give without asking for return and that is to act out of love and trust that the universe has your back. And I think maybe at the end of the day, it just helps to think of that as the real gain, right? To get to be a real partner to the universe. And I think this relationship with the universe will get stronger if we start to understand how the universe works, speak in its language and see how interconnected we all are. Thanks for chilling in. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can also connect with me on Instagram at chillbynet or my website chillbynet.com to join the conversation and access our show notes. Have a great day and we'll chill again very soon.